Hebrews 11. Let's go ahead and, and read aloud or quote it if you can, verses 1 through 3. Ready? Let's begin. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It's all faith, even to accept the Bible. You can't prove it. It's got to be accepted by faith. And it's by faith we understand everything about God has to be accepted by faith. And we've, we've been looking at all these different characters. I'll go ahead and read Romans 1.17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's jump down to uh, verse number 32. And what shall I more say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and of David also, and Samuel, and of the, prof- and of the prophets. We've been looking at uh, the, the lives of these different individuals. We started last week a lesson on David, and uh, we're going to get right back into that. Before we do, let's pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump into the next lot. Father, help us as we study again about faith and the life of David. What an amazing life David lived. And I pray you would help us as we look into it today, uh, that we would see some things that would help us in our faith walk in a daily basis. Help us to have faith in you. May we be someone after your own heart, just like David was. I pray you'd help us this morning as we study. Amen. Uh, We look at David, as I mentioned last week, there's no way you can adequately cover that in just a lesson or two, or three, or four, however many lessons that'll be. Um, But last week we looked at David, that his life was a life of just simply living by faith. He had a simple faith. And by that I mean he just trusted God. Um, I love being around children. I, when our kids were little and now with the grandchildren, it's amazing how they just trust you. They just, you tell them something, they will believe you. You ask them to do something, they obey. Why? Because they trust you. And in the life of David, we saw in 1 Samuel 17, uh, faith to simply trust God as a shepherd. We looked at that, how that um, he, he was delivered out of the paw of the lion and paw of the bear. And, and God was going to, uh, God used him to deliver the sheep from them. And, and, and David, as he was speaking to King Saul, just said, I, I just, God delivered me. What simple faith. You know, that's one of the problems as you get older, you want to have answers to every detail. I'm a detail guy. I overthink things. I knew my wife would shake her head yes right there. I do. I just, you know. People ask, you know, you know are, are you an optimist or a pessimist? You know, an optimist sees the glass half full. You know, pessimist sees it half empty. I want to know who's going to wash the glass. That's just the way I look at stuff. And I want to know what's in the glass. And, and what kind of glass is it? And, but anyway, that's just the way I am. But, you know, faith is just laying all that aside. So, okay, God, this is what you said. I'm going to trust you. David learned how to do that. Um, you know, the day that he fought the lion and fought the bear... I'd say those are pretty stressful days. What do you, he just trusted God. When it came as a soldier, he had to face Goliath in 1 Samuel 17. Uh, he said there in verse 37, David said, moreover, the Lord delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Now, thus, that sounds simple. The, of the two armies there, I mean, the armies of the, uh, of the Philistines and, and the armies of the Israelites, and you've got this giant every day, 40 days, making all this noise and mocking God, mocking God's people, and nobody was willing to do anything. Everyone was afraid, and David just steps on the scene, a young teenage boy, and says, why doesn't I shut him up? <laughs> just faith. And nobody would do it. And he said, well, I'll do it. 
He ends up before the king, and he just tells the king, the Lord delivered me out of the paw of the lion, the paw of the bear. He'll take care of this Philistine too. Um, we, we saw several times in him as a soldier. We won't go back over those. Uh, but David, uh, he just trusted the Lord as a king. And uh, he, he trusted the Lord for God's timing. He was anointed king in 1 Samuel 17. I think sometimes we miss that. He was anointed as king before he fought the giant. He was just the shepherd boy that everyone had forgotten about. Even David's father, when Samuel came and said, you know, bring me all your sons. And they brought them all, except David. You know, it's, you know even dad didn't think David was worth getting from the field. You know, and uh, that'll help your self-esteem, amen? And, uh, but David just trusted God when he, he finally became king in 2 Samuel chapter 2. He trusted God for the timing, the process, and the results. He waited seven years by the time he knew what God wanted him to do before he did it. And that's probably the most difficult thing. I've said it often. My biggest problem as a believer is I'm in a hurry and God's not. You ever been there? You know, God, give me patience, but please hurry. You know, that's kind of where we are. Um, but this morning, I want us to kind of shift gears just a little bit. Uh, take your Bibles, go to the book of Psalms, and we're going to kind of jump through Psalms a little bit. I'm going to get through this thought, then get to the next one. Um, Psalm 7, we'll go there. I appreciated the testimonies today, just praising God for his goodness and praising God for the things he did. Uh, look there in, in Psalm 7 and verse number 17. Where David said, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. And will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. David had faith to simply trust God, but he had faith to praise God. In the book of Psalms, it's just full of him praising God. And usually it's David praising God for who God is, not for what God has done. It's real easy to thank Him when we get the job or get the raise or, you know, we're praying for something we want and God provides it. When was the last time you just thanked God and praised Him for being holy, for being just, for being merciful? Uh, when was the last time you thanked God for His long-suffering? It's a good thing we're not God. There's a bunch of drivers on the highway would have been gone this week. Zap! Bolt of lightning. What's that? A Toyota. You know, I just... Aren't you glad God's not that way towards us? He's long-suffering. David, he says, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. Let's go to Psalm 28. We could spend all week on out of the book of Psalms. Psalm 28, verse number 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him... And I am helped. Therefore, my heart will greatly rejoice, and with my song will I praise him. David said, because I trusted him, and he always has come through, I'm going to praise him. He's praising God for the fact that he can have faith in God. He can trust him. Psalm 30. And look at verse number 12. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent, O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Uh, Psalm 42. It says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, 
So panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou... Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I will yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul has cast down, uh, is cast down within me. Therefore I will remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites and from the hill Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me, my prayer, and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As the sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me, while they say daily unto me, where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I will yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance, and my God, David knew what it was to just praise God. He had enough faith to say, I don't understand everything I'm going through. Psalm 42, he went through a lot of stuff. He had people telling him, where's your God now? Kind of like Job, you know, you go through all these difficulties, where's your God now? Well, that's a good opportunity for us to say, well, I'm going to trust him and I'm going to praise him. That's what David's doing here all through the book of Psalms. Uh, he said in Psalm 43, look at verse number 4. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. Uh, look at verse number five. Uh, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. David faced a lot of things. If you've studied the life of David, David had a lot of difficulty. He was always in trouble. You wonder, why is he always calling out to God and God delivering him? Because he was always in trouble. But he knew he could trust God. So his faith, even in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of uh, of facing situations he did not understand that were not of his own making, he still trusted in God enough to just praise him. What a wonderful faith to follow. Uh, I want us to, to just jump to the next one. I wish I had... You can spend the whole lesson on that one, but I'm going to jump to the next. Go back to 1 Samuel 16. David had faith to simply trust God. He had faith to praise God. I should have changed the outline, brother, and, and done the alliteration to sing unto God. I should have said that right there. I just, I, I, I tried to, to, to alliterate my outlines, but it doesn't usually work. I just read a verse and holler. That's all I know how to do. All right, 1 Samuel 16. And look at verse number 16. Of course, in the the first part of the chapter, David is anointed to be king in verse number 12, 13. But beginning here in verse number 16, um, it says, And let our Lord now command thy servants, which, um, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp, and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, he shall play with his hand, and thou, and, and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well, and bring him to me. 
Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning and playing, and a, might, and a mighty, valiant man, a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son, which is, in, uh, which is with the sheep. And Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine and a kid and sent them by David uh, his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stood before him and he loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent, Je- uh, sent to Jesse saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took an harp and played with his hand, so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Now jump over to chapter 17 and verse number 14. We'll read a few verses here, then we'll make some comments. Uh, verse number 14 of chapter 17. And David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. Uh, we see that Saul's going to battle now. He's, he's facing uh, the, the, the Philistines, but David is no longer with Saul. His older brothers are. It says in verse number 15, But David went and returned from Saul <coughs> excuse me, to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself forty days. And Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for thine brethren an ephod of this parched corn and these ten loaves, and run to the camp of thy brethren. And carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand, and look how thy brethren fare, and take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper, and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he, be, he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight, and, he sh- and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army, and David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran to the army and came and saluted his brethren. We'll stop reading there. Here we see David. He had faith to simply trust God, to praise God. But number three, he had faith to serve God. Now here we see that he had been the shepherd, taking care of his father's sheep. He was a servant to his father. He was a shepherd. Now, that's not a glamorous job. Uh, I've never been a shepherd, but when, when I pastored my first church, we lived way out in the country, and we lived just downwind from a sheep farm. About August, and the wind starts blowing to our house. You don't want to be a shepherd anymore. No, you might, you might like lamb chops, but you wouldn't want to be sitting on my deck smelling that. Amen? Sheep are dumb. They don't know when to eat, where to eat, what to eat. Just, they don't have any sense. They need somebody to take care of them, tell them what to do, and, and to protect them from harm because they don't know enough. But here's David. He took care of his father's sheep. Uh, before he was anointed king, he was a shepherd. After he was anointed king... He was a shepherd. In fact, when Saul needed someone to come play the harp, they knew, all right, there's a shepherd over there. He plays the harp. No doubt. He was sitting on the hillside taking care of sheep, playing the harp. And so he comes comes to the king. After he's done with that, then he goes back to being a shepherd. He took care of the sheep. And it's interesting, when when his father says to him, I want you to go and take uh, these cheeses and things to your brothers at war, Find out how the battle's going. Find out how your brothers are doing. Notice what it says about him in verse number 20. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper 
and took and went as Jesse had commanded him, and he came to the trench as the host was going forth to fight. Uh, David, he was in charge of his father's sheep. His dad said, I want you to go see your brothers. I want you to go down to the war. David didn't just run off. You know, guys, we want to we see the war. You know, we want to see the battle. Everybody wanted to see the giant. Nobody wanted to fight him, but they wanted to see it. But David didn't, as a little boy, just run off. You ever seen kids do that? They hear a fire truck and they just run off and toys are laying everywhere in the yard. David didn't do that. He said, okay, Dad gave me the responsibility to take care of the sheep. Now he tells me I've got to go do this, but he didn't release me from that responsibility. So he found a substitute shepherd. We talk about character. Those sheep were important to David. In fact, when he gets to the, the king and he starts talking to him about the giant, what was the first thing David talked to about? He said, well, uh, that I, thy father, uh, I'm sorry, in verse number uh, 34 of chapter 17, and David said to Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. But you know, listen, when you go to chapter 17, jump down to verse, oh, let's see, verse 26. And David spake to the men, that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And, and, and he starts asking questions. And look at verse 28. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why art thou come down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? I, notice Eliab's attitude towards the sheep. Well, who'd you leave those few sheep with? Remember back in chapter 16 when Samuel came to anoint a, 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 one of Jesse's sons as king. He saw Eliab, we read this last week, and, and he said in verse, uh, let's see here. Verse number 6, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, nor on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Eliab's attitude towards his father's few sheep disqualified him from being king. But David's attitude and character to take care of those same sheep is what God used to train him and qualify him to be king. I wonder, what is it that little job you have right now that nobody knows about, that nobody wants? What is your attitude towards that? That might be the training ground for what God has for you. Uh, it was, uh, you see in, in, in verse, chapter 17, go back to verse number 22. He gets there, he left his sheep with the, the keeper, verse number 20, um, in verse number 22, and David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran to the army. You ever seen a, a little child, they're riding their bike, and they want to, it's in the middle of summertime, and they want to get into the, the house and get some Gulaid or some a drink of water, and they come run, riding in the backyard, and my boys used to do this, and they would jump off the bike while they're in the backyard, it's still going, and they run in the house, and they're in the back door before the bike crashes into something. Most excited young teenagers had a battle, but had just run to see it. But not David. Not only did he take care of the sheep, he took care of the carriage. Why, well, he's going to need that to go back home. 
tells us a lot about his character. David had enough faith to be a servant. God put him, nothing but this, he's a shepherd. Then God brings him in front of King Saul as the heart player. Now he becomes Saul's armor bearer. It means everywhere Saul went, David went. He took care of the armor. I, I, I submit to you that if you're going to go to battle and you're going to wear armor, the guy who takes care of that's pretty important in your life. Make sure everything fits right, that it's in good repair, that your, your sword's sharp and all that. That was David's job. Then what God do say, okay, now I want you to go back, take care of the sheep again. David didn't argue. He said, okay. If that's what you have for me now, I'm just going to go take care of dad's sheep. And he did that. It's interesting, that simple faith that David had to be a servant uh, to his father, to take care of the sheep, and to sh- take care of the, the, shepherd, the, the, the sheep uh, and, and the, the carriage. It's interesting, in 2 Samuel chapter 7, turn there real quickly, 2 Samuel chapter 7. And look at verse number 8. As God is, is giving a message now to, to David, Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people Israel. Wasn't my idea that God used the sheep to, to prepare David. That's what God said. He said, I took you from there. In Psalm 78, we mentioned that earlier today, Psalm 78, verses 70 to 72. So it says, he chose David also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hand. God said the reason David became king is because he was willing to just trust me when I made him a shepherd. To do the little things that weren't glamorous, but it was a task assigned to him. David wasn't in a position that was noticed by anybody but God. But it's what God used to prepare him for the big job he would later do. Let me just ask you a question. When it comes to your faith, do you have the faith to just complete the task God assigned to you. We like to talk about the things that everybody notices. The truth is, before we ever get to that place, we've got to be somewhere taking care of sheep in the background. Uh, and there's so many illustrations we give, but for sake of time, we're just going to keep going on that because uh, I want to give you a couple more thoughts. First uh, Samuel chapter seven, uh, 16, we read it a little while ago. Not only was David a servant to his father, he was a servant to his king. In 1 Samuel 16, verse number 23, uh, where David takes the harp and he plays with his hand. And so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. He was a harpist. Let me just say this. <clears throat> Notice God's blessing and touch was on the music David played. He wasn't singing. It's what he played on the harp. There's, there's this philosophy today that music has no, no spirituality, it's the words. No, God deals with the music. Amen. The actual notes being played and how they're played. I just throw that in there for free. Wish I had more time on that. It's another one of those fences. I see it over there, I want to jump it. 
but David took the harp and played with his hands, so Saul was refreshed and was well. Why? Because the, the Spirit of God was upon him. He had a touch of God. He was a servant to his king as a harp player, then as an armor bearer, later as the soldier that went out <clears throat> and fought. Uh, we read in verse 16, uh, chapter 16, verse 21, So David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. Uh, look at chapter 17 and verse number tw- uh, 32. David was a servant. He was a servant to his father, but a servant to the king. David, sa- uh, David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail be- because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. He said in verse 32, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. Uh, David learned to just be a servant, to fill needs, to do whatever was asked of him without any worry about any accolades. When David fought the, the giant, he wasn't worried about everybody saying, look at David, the giant killer. He was just worried that God's name was being mocked and somebody needed to do something. He stood before, look at chapter uh, 16, verse 21, and David came to, to Saul and stood before him. You see him constantly in front of, uh, of King Saul. Go to um, chapter 18. We're getting the idea that David was a servant. He just did what, he was, what was required of him. Verse number 5, 1 Samuel 18, 5. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him, and behaved himself wisely, and Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, and also the sight of Saul's servants. What happened? He became a servant. He became the head of the army. Why? Because he just served wherever God put him. He was, it says that he went out whithersoever Saul sent him. Whatever Saul said do, David did. It's interesting later when Saul thinks David is conspiring against him, if he would have just looked at David's behavior, would have seen David had always been loyal to King Saul. He had always built Saul's leadership. It's interesting that David was a servant to Saul even when Saul was trying to kill him. The last thought about David being a, a, a servant, I'm going to take back those two minutes from last week. All right, 2 Samuel chapter 3. You knew I would. 2 Samuel 3. This is when, when uh, David is, is being anointed and and uh, look at verse number 18. Verse 17, Abner uh, communicated with the elders of Israel, saying, Ye sought for David in time past to be king over you. He's already king over Judah. Now he's going to become king over Israel. I love verse 18. Now then do it. All right, you talked about making him king. Do it. For the Lord hath spoken by David, saying, By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel out of the hand of the Philistines and out of the hand of all their enemies. David was a servant to his father, a servant to the king, but he was a servant to his God. David was a servant. One last verse. Write this reference down. Acts 13 and verse 36. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. David was just a servant. His faith allowed him to just trust God not worrying about any accolades, not worrying about any position, just say, this is what God gave me to do. I'm going to complete this task. I, the southern preacher would word it this way, bloom where you're planted. Amen. David wasn't looking for ne- the next thing. He just did whatever God told him to do 
right then, right there. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the life of David. Thank you for his faith to simply trust you. His faith to praise you even when the circumstances were that which he didn't understand. Thank you for his faith to just serve. Help us to be servants to those around us, to our leadership, and to you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray.